Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Hi guys, and welcome to, it almost sounds like it's a sitcom, Karma and Dharma, um, two very good friends of mine actually, uh, and, and I, I decided to do Karma and Dharma with you guys because um, we all throw the word around karma all the time, and um, I, I don't think that we all understand it, and I'm including myself in it. But more importantly than anything else, uh, I, I don't think many have used the word Dharma at all, except uh, as Deb mentions, Dharma and Greg, uh, Dharma and yeah, Dharma and Greg. And, but it wasn't, was it Dharma? Oh gosh, now well, anyhow, a good sitcom. You should all go look and watch that. It was very clever and very well done. Anyhow, the concept of Dharma. You have to understand dharma before you understand karma because uh, they are built one upon the other. And, and what, what is amazing and, and um, so synchronistic, it's almost like we were guided to go this way. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess, I guess in a way, yes, we were. Um, dharma has been called the path of righteousness. And it's, it, 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 it means righteousness, morality, religion, responsibility, duty. It, 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 is, um, it is the foundation upon which we live our lives. And synchronistically, it, it, it gets down to it's the um, universal laws that it is basically based upon. Now, now I, I gave you the Hindu and the Buddhist stuff. But basically, it talks about Dharma being um, how you live your life, basically, what it is you base your life on, whether whether it's religious stuff or or whether whether it is a spiritual aspect that you have within yourself. You know, it doesn't have to be a religious anything, but but Dharma is is very very important because it is the foundation upon which. Um, you have based your life and how you 
follow those those rules that you have inside of you and how you interact with your um, environment is what creates karma. So by living dharmically, so to speak, by following those those universal laws that, that we spent two weeks on and probably could spend a whole ten weeks on if we really wanted to dig and bore everyone to death, um, it, it's... It's it's important that you understand dharma are the laws by which you are you are living your life. Karma is what your actions bring to you, and and so so it's it's understanding that I think they they listed some place here as I leaf very very fast through the ten rules of of dharma um, are patience, forgiveness. Pity or self-control, honesty, sanctity, control of the senses, reason, knowledge or learning, truthfulness, and the absence of anger, and and it's it's important that you understand that, that you know these all go right back to the universal laws of cause and effect and law of attraction and the law of reflection. It, it it's all based on that material, so that so that if you understand that those are the laws that you're supposed to be living by, that you're supposed to be guiding yourself by. And and if you aren't aware of what those laws are or, or, or what the rules are, then it then it makes, you know, the rest of it really, really, really tough. Now, to go into karma, karma means action or deed. So so that for every action you perform there is a reaction and that would be karma. And and it's it's interesting because when when you look through the the material that I gave you, or if you haven't read it, when you do read it, um, it's it's fascinating to see that, that in in many places they they treat it differently, but but basically, a lot of our karma, a lot of the karma that 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 that, that we gather, because because everything you do creates a form of karma. Karma is is an integral part of everything you do, everything you say. And and so it's 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 not a matter of oh it's either good karma or bad karma and because a lot of it has to do with your intention. And and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand because it's the intention that that m- motivates the action that creates the karma. So that so that while your actions of the past are definitely your life now, as you see it, as you're sitting, as you look around, you are a reflection of the karma that you have gathered from your actions of the past. But but many people don't understand that that you have total control over the the karma that that is going to be coming at you in the future. It is your intent and your actions based upon those those laws that 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 you know we we looked at you know last week. Um, it 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 has to do with how you are going to pursue. You can you you can't do a whole lot about the past because you've already you you've already done that stuff, but. But you can control greatly the kind of karma that you are going to draw into your life by seeding your consciousness with the with with the positive, with the loving, with the kind, with the generous, um, and and understanding that that 
that you're 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 in essence you're programming yourself for good karma um not only in the future of this lifetime but in lifetimes yet to come so that there's a a great deal of of control you have over your reality uh the here and the now your perception certainly you know will determine how you're going to feel about it but but it's important for us to continue to to understand that that those laws are constantly in 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 effect they're constantly out there they're constantly being applied to every action we take whether it is um uh, you, you know your 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 automatic reactions you know don't karma doesn't apply to those but but those where there is intent um are definitely in there for for pulling karma towards us one way or the other and and the important thing too is to understand that that anger is not a really wise thing to have in your life um they they talk about the discipline of the of a, of unattached action which is um and and there were there was a universal law that applied to that as well but but i think it's important for us to understand that that you know that's 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 the way of of you know being in total control of everything and and i love i love the uh who was it lord krishna said in the gita um to the man thinking about objects in his life of the senses arises attachment towards them from attachment arises longing from longing arises anger from anger comes delusion from delusion loss of memory from loss of memory the ruin of dis- discrimination and on the ruin of discrimination he perishes so that i'm not saying that we should go that route because i think frankly um that's fine if you're walking on water and you know you're you're going to ascend into the clouds at some point in time but but most of us are not going to be doing that um uh karma is is action our actions all of our actions even our thoughts because they become actions they put actions into movement even our thoughts and the intent behind them will bring karma or or good fortune or love or compassion to us so so it's you know we have total control here and and so often we we feel as though we are at at the mercy of of the powers that be it's it's kind of like ah it's bad karma i must have done something in a past life maybe you did but that doesn't mean that you have to wallow in being angry or upset over the fact that things that are not fair are coming your way you need to try to um remember that 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 tomorrow hasn't happened yet and you have total control over you know how you can perceive how you how you can move into the future and how you can seed your consciousness to to seed your the way you perceive to to create a better richer more joyful more bountiful more abundant more you know we have control over this and so many of us um kind of lose hope and wallow and when you lose hope and wallow all you're doing is guaranteeing that tomorrow is going to be the same as today and maybe even worse so so it's a matter of 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 stepping back and taking control over what's going on within your consciousness within your life because your consciousness you have total control over you absolutely do it's just a matter of of paying attention and having making sure your intent is aimed in the right direction when that happens 
then things start to change. Things start to flow in, in, in different directions for you and things will open up for you. It, it, it's amazing because we as spiritual entities have so much power, so much control and so much, uh, and, and such a great ability at changing our lives and our world. And so many just choose to sort of float around and, and, and kind of go with, with, what the people around us are thinking or saying instead of instead of changing things within our own life you change things within yourself you change th- you you change your reality you change the way people um interact with you you change just a simple change of yourself is going to create a new reality for you and so many of us forget that so many of us get locked into um in- into almost um we get frozen in place just because we we have kind of lost control. And the reality is that you have total control. You can control the kind of people you draw into your life. You can control the kind of situations that come your way. Does it happen overnight? No, probably not, but it will happen. And what happens is that so many people, you know, sit sit and say, okay, I'm changing things now. I am, you know, they chart right now. I am changing things, and um, I'm going to love everybody. I'm going to be nice to everybody, and tomorrow everything is going to be just hunky dory. And uh, probably not. It has to be consistent. It has to be um, genuine. It has to be loving. Uh, you're you're probably still paying for some of the crap you did a couple of days ago or a couple of years ago or maybe even a couple of lifetimes ago because um, karma does follow you lifetime to lifetime. And if you have been, you know, a real jerk in a past lifetime, you probably have a lot of things you have to make up for. And you have to understand that as individuals, and I'm talking to the conscious, physical part of you, as individuals, it, it doesn't seem fair sometimes because I, I, I don't know what that person did. That wasn't me, but it was you. And, and you have to understand that, that we're talking on a spiritual level here. We're talking a higher consciousness level. We're not talking on a personality level. Your personality and your ego have only got this lifetime to draw on. And, yeah, a lot of times things don't feel or seem fair. But on a, on, a, on a larger scale, they are. On a larger scale, there is universal balance. And, and you can swing that balance and you can change that balance today, this moment, by really shifting your total perception. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work if you just do it for half an hour and then you go out and you complain about stuff and you feel like, ah, it's not worth it. And, you know, you, you, it has to be a complete shift and change. And that's where, that's where the difficulty comes in. That's where we have to really take control. That's where we have to really work on ourselves. It doesn't happen overnight, but um, and 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 I'm you know I'm not all the way there for sure. I mean, you know, even though I understand the philosophy, lots of times it's very difficult to put the whole thing into practice constantly, consistently enough so that things do shift and change. However, it does work, and and it is something that that as a human spirit, uh, a, a spirit on a human journey here, um, your spirit understands when you're genuinely 
working in those areas and working to to make the shifts and changes and it does help it does cooperate but there are, you know there are lots of ways you can work on this you can you can you can put post-its all over the place reminding yourself that it's a positive thing is everything is is positive and and you know you, you don't go to extremes if if you break a leg um, it probably hurts, but but the reality is maybe you needed to to you know be held in place for a while so you could get your thoughts and your and your focus down better. Um, everything happens for a reason. It truly does, and and we have truly got the power to make incredible shifts within our lives. Um, but but you know it's it's sort of like a, a person on a spiritual journey has has a pretty good grasp of all of this material and so many of us haven't really delved into these aspects of of our own lives saying you're on a spiritual journey and looking for spirituality and you know oh hey look at me I'm a light worker not so much probably it's how do you live your life how do you how do you treat humanity how do you um, how do you address the people around you and the situations you come into contact with? It's not something you do just on a two-hour show, or it's not something you do if you're standing in a pulpit talking to people. It's how you live your life. Your life has to be, you have to become a living example of the philosophy that you are saying you are practicing. And that's where most of us fall down. That's where all of us fall down. Um, no, I can't speak for all of you. That's where I fall down. It, it, it's, it's something you practice over and over and over again. It's something that you apply to every moment, every second of your life. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you become, you know, a holier than thou person because if you do become a holier than thou person, you're judging everybody else and you're really on the wrong track. <laughs> but, but it, it is a, it's an understanding of the laws that guide you. And it's putting them into practice without talking about it. It's it's living living the philosophies, and in living the philosophies, you teach the philosophies to other people. It's teaching by by action, not by words. Um, I I I wanted to put a, a circle like this together so that so that the philosophies could be put out there so people could kind of read through them and understand them and talk about them, underline the talk about them, because I can talk forever, you guys, but, but if you share with me, if you share your thoughts and your philosophies, then, then we get a dialogue and energy moving, and um, I don't know how many, I, I don't know how often I'm, I'm going to batter you with this, <laughs> but... <clears throat> Listening to me talking um, only is is one-sided. When you talk back with me, when we share our philosophies, when we share what we think about things, then then everybody learns and the energy that is generated is multiplied incredibly and, and there's a greater energy for everybody to draw from. So that so that you know that that makes it a richer experience for everyone, even those who listen in archive. And I know a lot of people do listen in archive, um, which surprised the daylights out of me. But um, so so what we're looking at here is the I mean karma is is amazing, and and it gives you so much power. It means that no matter 
what crap is going on, you know, at this moment in time in your life. You have the power to change tomorrow and next week and next year and next decade. You know, it's never hopeless. Never, ever, ever. And it's how you perceive, how you work with the energy, how you how you approach your reality that is really, really, really important. Now you have to. There, there are a few other things that 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 are important for all of us to sort of deal with. We are all equal. Every single one of us is equal. We we have the same equipment to work with. We have the same level of spirit within each of us. Everybody has the same the same material to work with so that so that nobody is beyond anybody else. There are no levels of of enlightenment here. There is enlightenment. And as soon as the door opens and you begin to experience a lot of the wonderful stuff that comes about here, then 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 you expand greatly everything and and it's not a religious experience. I want to I want to really make that point clear again and again and again. While everybody has or most people have a religious foundation of some sort, this has nothing to do with religion. This is this is how you are living your spiritual beliefs, not your religious philosophies, your spiritual beliefs. So that, so that um, I know some people come from a, a Judeo-Christian background. Some people come from um, no background. Some people come from um, being agnostic. Some people come from um, some of the Asian cultures. I mean, it doesn't matter. What matters is the integrity and and the sincerity that you have to live those universal laws and how you have you are applying them and seeing them in your life and it, it every all of us can see these patterns the the law of cause and effect the the law of of attraction the law of reflection we can we can see all of those laws taking taking um at work within our lives at at every moment in in time um but but i think that it's it's most important to understand karma in that it doesn't apply to to physical illness at all. Uh, um, I, I, I want to really make that that real clear. Um, it has to do with with other aspects of your life. It, it, these things, as well as the, um, the the spiritual laws, apply to you spiritually. Now, the Ill, you know your body is a body. It's 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 a an organic organism that has a, an ex, you know a period of time that it will flourish and then it will die and your spirit will go on to another organic organism so that, so that you know you have illness is not a way you're punished i guess is what i want to say if if you abuse your body it will get sick if you take care of your body it'll last longer our bodies were made um for about 120 years and uh after that, it's time to get a new model, and that's what we do. And we will be talking reincarnation in Akashic Records um, in the weeks yet to come. But but karma applies to the um, the the actions that you take within this reality, your words, your thoughts, your intent, um, what you've sent out to other people comes back at you. Law of attraction. Uh, I, I know that that 
that a lot of people look at the law of attraction as, you know, this is how you get a relationship. Well, you know what? The first relationship you have to have is with yourself. And if you don't have that relationship with yourself, you're not going to have anything. I mean, I mean, you may have relationships, but they won't be as rich as you want. They won't be um, the kind that, that, that you, you have, you know, kind of set yourself up for and that you put out there on your, on your checklist of, you know, please give me this kind of relationship because I deserve it. Um, if you deserve it, it's there. If you haven't worked for it, if you're not ready for it, it's not there. It's really that plain and simple. Um, but, but karma is, is something that, that is, is amazing. And most people mostly refer to it as bad karma. Oops, bad karma. Going to have, you know, I'm going to pay for that one at a later date. Um, <clears throat> and you do. But good karma comes too. And, and I think people don't understand that or, or, or they look at it and, you know, they only apply karma to situations that are difficult or hurtful or embarrassing or upsetting. But they don't understand that, that the good karma is out there as well and that you can, you can literally plant the seeds. You can program yourself to draw good karma to yourself and you can do it right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to, you know, you can, you can start right now. It has to do with your perception and your intent on behind all of your actions. And, and most of us are, are reacting automatically. We, we're programmed. We've been programmed by our culture, our parents, our teachers, our environment, our ethnic, our ethnicity, our ethnic stuff. And, and we, we don't understand that we can change that. They're in, in, um, in, uh, oh, what was the musical? Um, oh crap. The one that, that, you know, um, going to wash that man right out of my South Pacific. There's a song, and the song is you've got to be taught to hate and you've got to be taught anger. And that's true because we come into this lifetime full of love, full of trust, full of, full of all sorts of wonderful stuff. And, and we are taught all of those things that are not good by, by, by childhood, by parents, by, by people who are cruel to us, by, by lots of people. But you can teach yourself, you can reprogram yourself to compensate for that, to not react to that. You can teach yourself to not react to people who do bad things to you. You can, you can and, and I'm not saying, you know, you turn all four of your cheeks to, to, to everybody to get smacked four times. If you turn four cheeks, you're, you're foolish. You should have walked away after two cheeks. But, but, but the reality here is that, that while, while your, your environment has molded you and programmed you, you are fully, fully capable of reprogramming. And, and that's the important thing. It, it, it's kind of like, okay, you have a situation that's uncomfortable and it, it, it's not right. It's not fair. Now you have a choice. You can, you can fight back and create a hell of a mess or you can kind of move on and, and get going with the rest of your life and, and sort of reprogram yourself to not allow the situation, that kind of a situation to occur again. You can do that with relationships. You can do that with, with work. You can do that in all, all sorts of different places. So that, so that one of the, the, the biggest lessons that, that, in my opinion, should have been taught to us and hasn't been is that we have control here. We can 
do something about this. We can reprogram ourselves. We can take a look at our situation, whether it's work or relationship or, or finding careers or whatever. And we can not only look upon it positively, and, 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 and I'm hearing people saying, yeah, sure, that's really easy to do. I'm positive I'm going to get a job. I'm positive I'm going to get a job. Not. I've tried so long, it's not going to happen. I, I, you know, I, I've hit my head against a brick wall and it's not going to happen. So, so you immediately, with that kind of thought, have, have absolutely negated out any positive thought you sent out there. So that it's, it's important to understand that, that being consistent and, and, and really putting it out there in, in a positive mode and not letting the, the not so positive thoughts come in that you do reprogram yourself. You do move into a more positive, a more loving, a more caring kind of environment and atmosphere. You create what you want. That, that, the law of reflection, you know, what you are inside is, is, is what you are drawing to yourself. If you don't like what's there, change it. If you aren't happy with a situation, change it. And, and, and you start with inside. You don't, you don't start making massive changes outside by, by kicking people out of your life and, and um, moving into, you know, or, or, or even moving into a different town and starting all over again, because I promise you, your, your problems, all of them will come right along with you. Uh, but but it's, it's sort of like, okay, I let this happen. How did that happen? How can I change it? I can take back my power. I can claim myself. I can, I can say I'm going, you know, I, you, you can say I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be successful. You do have to work at it too, though. You can't just claim it. You have to actually believe it yourself. And, and as soon as you actually start to believe it, as soon as it becomes natural to you, um, you, you will find that, that, that subtly, very subtly at first and then, and then even, even, more and more and more obviously, you will find people treating you differently. You will find doors opening for you. You will find your, um, your attitude and how you leave the house in the morning makes all the difference in the world. You, you, it's, it's, I think that the, the thing about karma, the thing about the law of attraction and all of these other laws and everything, you have to believe and if you don't believe, it doesn't work. It's that simple. It's it's um, Peter walking on the water and looking down, and then you know falling in because he suddenly realized he was walking on water, and he didn't really believe he could, so he he didn't. Um, but but that 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 element of faith, that element of belief, is really important. Um, I know I know that I can fly. I I, I don't believe it but I know I can fly. So, um, yes, you have to leave your house. Um, so, so, but you can start in your house. You can start, um, you can start really small, but, but truly and really, if you, if you look at people who glow and radiate joy, um, and, and they're not obnoxious about it, they just are, um, they, people are friendly to them, they're kinder to them, they're drawn to them. It's it's amazing. And 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 you're not obnoxious about it, you know, because if you're obnoxious about it, people will just think you're crazy and walk away and you probably will will be on the edge actually. But but 
it's understanding that your perception and your intention are very, very important. And and it's not something that you can just do for 15 minutes and then walk away and just say, well, where is it? It's something you do constantly. It's something that you pound into yourself, and, 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 I, and I mean that. You pound it into yourself. You, can, you, you have to convince yourself that it's possible. Um, you know, we all know we can cause trouble in our lives, but if that's the case, then we can cause good stuff in our lives too. And, and it, it, it takes work. It takes, it takes going out there and, and working on how you treat other people, working on how you react to situations. And I'm not saying you become somebody that people walk, and t- walk over and take advantage of because that's not going to help you. And unless you, unless you have a belief that you are worthwhile, other people will not, will not treat you that way. And it's okay at some point in time to say to someone, no, I deserve better than that. You know, uh, that's not how a friendship works. That's not how a loving relationship works. That's not how a relationship in work works. You know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, you should, you should suddenly whack out and tell people off either. But I am saying that if you stand up for yourself and you do it in a quiet way, you get a tremendous amount of respect. And, and I'm not saying it happens overnight because it doesn't. This, this stuff about becoming a spiritual entity, about being on a spiritual pathway, it's work. But the results, and not only, not only how you feel about yourself, but your entire reality benefits greatly from it. And, and the people around you learn from you and grow from you. And it's sort of like, you know, you can either be a seed that, that, that is depressing and, and, you know, doom and gloomish, or you can be somebody who has joy and, and, you know, and, and has a loving, compassionate way of addressing everyone within their reality. Are you going to be perfect? That would be wonderful. Um, I'm not sure that we achieve perfection down here, but, but it, it would be nice and it's a good, good, good way to, good direction to go in. But it takes work, and and it takes more than a moment here and a moment there. Meditating is lovely. It makes you tranquil. It doesn't do anything for your spiritual pathway. I'm really, really sorry. Prayer is lovely in, in that it, it does, you know, put out there a reverence for an entity that is inside of you. I mean, as soon as everybody, you know, kind of grasps the fact that they're really praying to themselves, they're really... Um, that they are really being, they are honoring a God within themselves as opposed to a deity out there, then, 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 then you start to change. You, you have to understand that you are that God. You have that power. You have that control over your reality. And, and if you, if you decide to work on it, to shift your focus, to understand that, that every moment has to be a prayer. Each, 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 oh gosh, I wrote a poem once. Each, each word's a thought, each thought's a prayer. Um, it's, it's like that. You do, you, and, and you're not obnoxious and you don't go around trying to win everybody to your way of thought because that's ridiculous. It doesn't work. 
we, and, and because we are all different and unique, the way that we use this material and the way that we use this, this philosophy, the way that we walk our spiritual pathway and the way that we, um, create the Dharma within our lives is all going to be different. It's going to be different for every single one of us. Now, two of us will do it the same way. And that's, that's right and that's appropriate. You all have the universal laws. Almost every religion out there, everybody agrees with the universal laws. They are universal. They are constantly, they are constantly there and they are constantly in motion. And as, as soon as you have an awareness of them and how they apply to you and your reality and, and, and whatever work you want to do, no matter what, what area it's in, whether, whether you're an auto mechanic or, um, a saint in training, um, they apply to all of us equally, and and it works. It you can reprogram yourself. You can change your life, and all of us have places that we want to change our lives. All we, all of us have aspects within our lives we want to shift and change and refocus. None of us, no one here is perfect. I don't believe in looking at the chat room and stuff like that. I you know while while there are people that are very wonderful there, nobody's perfect. We all have lessons we have to learn, and we all have things we need to change within ourselves. Um, but but you have to understand that that we we can't be judgmental, and that happens to so many people who are on a spiritual pathway. They do become judgmental of others, and that's one of the things that we need to really try to watch and back off from. Um, everybody is going to have a different way of, of, of attaining the kind of light that they, that they are reaching for within their lives. And, and y- nobody's wrong. Everybody's right. And, and just, just being on a spiritual pathway uh, and admitting that you're on a spiritual pathway is, 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 is a giant step. Um, you know, checking out the laws and thinking, oh, my God, that's a lot of laws, and it is, but they all, they all say the same thing. They all say you're in control, and you have to take the action. And, and you're, you're, um, you, you are practicing your dharma when you are understanding that, that the dharma is the path to righteousness. The dharma are the universal laws, and once you put them in play within your life, and then use them to create positive karma, you've got it made. Now, it won't happen overnight. I've been working on this almost all my life, probably, um, let me see. I, I would say probably from the time I was about five or six years old, I did understand that, that you know, certain levels of this, certainly not all of it, and and what what's amazing is, I mean, you guys who have sat here through that, like this is the the fifth the fifth week of all of this, you have so much material and you have so much of a of a greater understanding of the pathway your spirit is on than ninety nine percent of the people you're gonna you know bump up against you know un- unless you happen to be in the theology school or something like that and then you're probably behind them, but but. The fact that you've 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 listened to this material and that you've read through it is a testimony to the fact that 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 a spiritual pathway is a cool thing and everybody who who 
desires to be on it should have access to the material so that they can understand how to use it. Uh, so many people out there are, are claiming to be spiritual, yet they don't understand the meaning of the term. And, and that's a little scary. Um, you, you all have made you know, a conscious effort to try to understand a philosophy that, that has sort of um, become dusty amongst the masses over the last ah, 20, 30 generations. So, um, you know, it's kind of, it's fun for me to dive into the material and bring it out and dust it off and put it out there for you to understand that, that, that we have total control. We are a part of God. We, we carry a part of God within us. Call it what you want, infinite spirit, universal awareness, um, the light within. I mean, you can, you can name that spirit that is within you that is what um, entered into the fetus and, 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 and started to create a body to live in for a lifetime. I mean, you, you are um, more aware of the fact that there is a consciousness there that has access to everything. It, it, it has access to what, what people call the Akashic Records. It has access to other dimensions. It has access to the future. It has access to, to the source of creation and the power that went into it. And all you need to do is to connect to it. And I do believe that, that, that in understanding the laws and understanding karma and dharma and understanding all of the other aspects that we've gone into, that you have, you, you have built a bridge some some flimsier than others, but you all got a bridge, and it's it's. I would I would think that 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 some of your thoughts and some of your actions and some of your reactions have flavors of some of the material that we've gone over, and and karma and dharma are really really important, as are the universal laws. So so how they have changed your perception is is really interesting and and I, I would take some time and just sort of reflect on on just how it has changed how you act within your life and, and it doesn't have to be you know major but but knowing that that there are are laws out there that are going to um you know be in action no matter what you do no matter what you say how you perceive yourself within your reality is is creating your reality and and the fact that that the intention behind every action you take is going to have um, a corresponding reaction that is going to bring something back to you at some point in time maybe not this lifetime maybe another lifetime but at least you are seeding your own consciousness and understanding that 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 every good kind thing you do that you put out there eventually is going to come back to your spirit maybe not this lifetime but but it will come back to your spirit your spirit will will definitely um enjoy the 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 harvest of, of seeds that you have sown now. Uh, but I would, I would say that, that most probably anything that you start to work on now, you're going to see results of in, in a very short period of time. And it's easy, and, and, um, it, but it is work, and it is being conscious of how you are impacting your reality and being conscious of you know, how you 
pay for your gas, buy your groceries, um, weed your garden. All aspects of life have a spiritual um, aspect to them. And, and the more that you understand that, and it's not religious, it's spiritual. There's a, there's a linking to nature. There's a touching into a higher consciousness. Not religious, but spiritual. And, and the more that you connect to that, to that spirit within you, that higher consciousness that I talked about so often, the, the more you, you open a channel for it to flow and manifest within your reality. And that's a cool thing. We, we, have, you know, we have such an amazing entity inside of us and our personalities and our egos are, are, are something of our physical reality, but the spirit within is profound. And, and sometimes... Sometimes people have um, egos and personalities that make it difficult for the spirit to actually convince that it's there and, and let, let it work through, but, but other people don't. And I would think that if, you, if you've been sitting in this class for five weeks, that, that you certainly know it's there and want to touch in with it and, and sort of want to make a connection with it so that you can start to utilize um, not, not only some of the power that it has to share, but... Um, you know, have have access to part of the magic that is there too. Because I got to tell you, the more the more um, sensitive you become to yourself as a total entity, as a total um, as a total uh, yeah, I guess entity is the best word. So long as you know, when you become aware of of the the amazing power that you hold within you, you have to become a lot more confident about just, just what a magnificent person you are. And, and the more you understand that, that, that there is such power here that you are capable of so much and, and you can change so much. And, and, and it, starts, it starts with simple little things. It's not waving you know, your hand and having manna fall from heaven. It's, 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 it's smiling and it's, it's loving and it's caring and it's kind and it's generous and it's compassionate and it's empathetic. The more sensitive you are to you and that spirit that you carry within you, the more sensitive you become to everybody else. And that's amazing, amazing stuff. No manna from heaven, no. Um, I think that was done once, and you know that's one of those one of those um, one of those tricks that uh, it, it it loses its import if you do it more than once. However, there there are some Indian gurus that that are able to um, to produce manna, so uh, it it is possible. Uh, if if you want to dedicate your life to study meditation and prayer, uh, you know, in maybe fifty or sixty years, you could make manna fall from your hand. But but I'm not sure that that's really exactly what you want to do. Um, it it's 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 amazing what we're capable of. And and um, I, I I want you all to understand that that you know just just being sensitive to others is is a true gift. It's a gift of spirit. You don't have to go out there and do readings. You don't have to, you know, be a channeler or anything like that. But but to have that sensitivity for other people means that that there there is a, a karma that is being generated and, and you you smile at a person on the street and and it comes back at you. You you share a moment of time with someone actually listening to them. 
and and you have given them a gift of time, which is priceless. And it's karma that comes back at you. But but I I do think uh, I do want to. Um, in Hindu, there are three kinds of dharma, and I think in um, Buddhist, it's just the same thing. Um, and and you know there is there is selfless that um, there is selfless karma. That means that, that you expect nothing back, and and there are there is um, there are actions that are performed without expectation of material gain. Um, or material, or ego, or things like that, and then, and then there is there's karma that is um, performed that that is, is just genuine, and and nothing is expected back. And then there are there's karma that comes back when when there is an expectation of material purpose or gain, and um, so so that so that. There, there are three different levels of it, three different kinds that you can come, you know, pull back at yourself. If you do something good in kind because you expect something, then, um, then you probably get less than you think you should in return, and and that's karma. But but if if you are genuinely just giving from pure spirit, um, the the gains and the rewards that you get are profound. Now they they're not always in the same vein or venue, but but you do get that kind of a return. And I you know we all you know I I I've I've mentioned unconditional love a couple times here, and um, it, it means that that there are no expectations. It, it, it means it's just a genuine loving, and you don't expect anything back in return. And the reality is that that when you genuinely genuinely don't expect a return, you get a greater return than you could ever imagine. It doesn't happen immediately, but it does happen, and it's really important to understand that. And um, to to give of yourself, of of time, of energy, of of whatever, and not expect anything in return. Um, is is it's not hard to do. Um, it's just that we don't remember to do it as often as we should. And so I, I you know, I would I would urge you to kind of look through all of this material and 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 kind of take some personal notes on it, because most of us have habits in our life that um, that that need to be changed and shifted and and. You know, we're, we're able to do that. We have control over that. And 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 if you if you make those subtle changes, if you kind of alter your behavior to a certain to a certain degree, um, you you will find that life does change. What comes back at you changes. And um, so so karma has you know one of the important parts about karma is the intention. Um, that that has gone into your whatever action you have taken, and that intention is what determines what comes back to you, so that so that you you can do something for someone that is the right thing, but not really want to do it. So your intention was not as kind and loving and, and giving as you would like to have had other people perceive it. And and so you will get back exactly what you have given, which is half-hearted. So, uh, and, and, and that's a tough one because sometimes, 
it's it's really hard to be genuinely nice to people who genuinely you don't think deserve it. <laughs> I think that's more sainthood. But but um but understanding that you're you're not you know, none of us are all the way there, you know, at any moment in time. I I, I think you're a good intention is really good, but but somewhere it says the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and that's true too. Um, you can you can have the good intentions, but but your actions don't really fulfill them. So um, when you when you are doing things for people, when you are genuinely trying to be kind and loving and giving, take a look and make sure that 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 that, that is where your intentions are, or or are you putting strings on it subtly somewhere that that um, you know that that old thing about when you go shopping is it do I do I want this or do I need this? I I think that that when we get to some places where we are giving to other people, am I doing this genuinely because I really want to ca- I, I I care and I want to give, or am I doing this because it looks good for PR, or am I doing this because I know down the road I'll get something back that I really don't deserve, but I'll get it anyhow. So, um. Okay, how about the balance of being selfless but not giving your power away? There is a balance there, absolutely. And, you know, if if you can take the shirt off your back and give it to someone and you have another shirt at home, that's a nice thing. It, it's it's not as honorable as it might seem, but um, but it, it, you don't give your own personal power away ever. You You have to maintain your personal power, but that doesn't mean that you have power over other people. Um, you you have to um, you have to in, in some ways take care of yourself so you don't give all your money away because um, that that you know is is not a smart thing to do. Um, but you know that's a good question. How would being selfless be giving your power away? Uh, you, uh, let's see. Mother Teresa was selfless. She gave of herself constantly, but but. But she wasn't giving her personal power away. She was doing something that was joyful. And and um, she gave all of her money away. She gave all her possessions away. And, and um, she did what she thought. She was she was doing what, what made her heart joyful and, and celebrative. Um, and, yes, some people do exploit people who are generous. And, and, you know, if you are being generous to someone who is... Um, exploiting you then you're foolish um you know give give of yourself to where it's needed but but if you if people are exploiting you then walk away you don't want to put yourself in that kind of position uh you and and you know you have to be discerning and that's that's a big important word for me that's a word that I throw around a lot and it's a word that I really 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 mean because you can be kind and generous to someone, but if they're taking advantage of you, if they are not addressing their own needs, if they are not working for, uh, if they're not working in some way, shape, or form to get out of a situation they're in, then then you're not helping them. So I'm not saying don't help people who are who are in need. I'm saying absolutely help them, but make sure that what you're doing is actually helping them and not um, enabling them. So you have to be discerning about just what your gifts 
are doing for someone. If your gifts are preventing someone from actually taking care of themselves, that's not a gift. If someone is hungry and you feed them, absolutely help them find work then, help them to help themselves. Don't don't be so so genuine and so saintly that you forget that that you you don't want to be an enabler. You want to be someone who is helping someone find their own their own way. And sometimes people get caught up in 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 um in, in in the two the the difference of the two things it's it's easy to get caught up in but when you catch yourself then back off and 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 you know shift and change and move in another direction um that old thing about you know you give a starving man a fish you feed him for a day you teach him to fish you feed him for a lifetime that can be applied to almost everything and and you know if someone isn't willing to learn to do something to help themselves then 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 being constantly generous to that person is enabling them and not being generous to them in many ways it's preventing them from learning how to take care of themselves so um you know and and just don't get carried away with being generous to the point where you are not being generous but you're enabling and and no you never give away your personal power but you don't wield your personal power either you don't you don't you know rub it in somebody's face and you don't talk about how great you are and how bad they are you don't do that kind of crap but um okay Kathy's saying i find many people expect things because i'm a generous person or i should say to go along with that will always call me call on me because i never say no um maybe you should learn to say no Kathy um that's giving away your power uh being able to to say no at the right time is important being understanding your own place in in all of this is important we're <laughs> chris you shouldn't be soliciting in the chat room um it's 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 wonderful to be generous. It's foolish to be taken advantage of. And there is a fine line. But but once you feel that that, that you have been taken advantage of, you learn how to say no and back up. Um it's it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to family, it's okay to say no to strangers, it's okay to say no to spouses, it's also, it's it's okay to say no to children. So, um you 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 just have to uh, again, be discerning. You know, have I given this person a lot of money or a lot of effort and a lot of whatever, and they haven't done anything with it? Um, if 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 you've if you've if you've listened to a person complain about the same thing for year after year after year, you have to be able to say, you know, you've never done anything to change that. Maybe you should stop complaining and go get help. Or, or find a different direction to go in. But, but complaining to me is pulling me down and I just don't want to hear it anymore. Maybe they need to have that kind of a reality check. I'm not saying be that way with everybody. I'm not saying, I, I'm, I'm absolutely not saying being rude, but I am saying you, you can point something out to them and if they don't change, then then you can make a, a a choice and a decision. Do I want this kind of person around me? And if this is a child or a parent, you don't have much choice. But but if this is a friend, you do. 
and you can distance yourself and and you can put your energy you can put um your efforts into 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 places where there is there is not only a a, a reciprocity but a reception of and and people genuinely uh appreciating the efforts that you've done so that so that um you know you 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 have to you have to learn and you have to pay attention and being generous doesn't mean you just give everything away it it means that you you give where it's needed and you give where it will help but you don't give where it is going to prevent the person from learning and growing on their own that's not your responsibility and and you know i have found um in my life that that i probably have enabled people in places um where where um i shouldn't have i i just thought i was being spiritual and and the reality is that's not the case i do believe that in 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 many cases people um will call spiritual shows and ask the same question over and over and over for year after year after year and by taking the call and hearing the question and actually answering it um year after year after year has enabled them to go forward um that's why I changed the venue for my show and I don't let people ask questions anymore I give them what spirit gives me um that's how I dealt with it um I I you know everybody will deal with it in their own way but but it's sort of like let me give you what spirit gives me and hopefully it'll help you figure out your your own problem and 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 you can find a solution um but but you know this this karma thing is is it's it's amazing and it can bring you such amazing wealth and and I don't mean money I mean it, it, abundance um I think that that I've never felt richer in my entire life and yet I don't have money um I I can pay my bills but you know I I don't I I'm I'm not going around the world for my next vacation but um yeah, no, don't ask for a general reading. No, um, it's 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 really it's it's phenomenal how how we have to look at our own talents and the gifts that we have to give each other, and and pay attention to how you're giving them, and 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 look at um, and weed your garden, weed the garden of your friendships often. I mean, frankly, I have a garden, and if it flowers, I love it. If it doesn't flower. Pfft, um, I take it out. That's just my garden. Um, I have people that have been in my life for a very, very long time. And, and every now and then I find that they've stopped flowering. And I don't slam doors on them, but I don't, I don't break my neck to do things with them anymore because they're in a place that, that is different from the place I'm in. And it doesn't mean that they're in a bad place, it's just they're in a different place. So, so you put your energy into into things that are helping you to move forward. At the same time, um, being as generous as you can, as loving as you can, as giving as you can, as you know the whole thing. But but just because you give a lot to other people doesn't make you a good person. You have to be a good person before you go giving everything away. And lots of times people give to others 
thinking that will make everybody think that they're a wonderful person. But if you're not a wonderful person to start with, then then you can give everything away. And and nobody's opinion will change of you. So that it's working on the internal, working on your intention, working on the way that you address and, and share within your reality. And then you know, giving out of, of, of yourself to other people. And and you don't give so much of yourself away that there's nothing left for you. Uh that's so, that's something that that a lot of healers run into. They they find that they are drained, they find that they have nothing left and and they're not actually doing a healing, they're not channeling um cosmic energy so to speak, they're using their vital energy and they they um they have used their own vital energy as opposed to channeling and allowing a spiritual energy to come through them and that's why they're drained. And and so it's 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 amazing how how here there are people that that, that are trying to do a spiritual um, a, a spiritual thing. They're trying to use um, spiritual energy, and yet they don't trust it enough, so that they're using their own vital energy and they're giving people energy, and their people feel fine, but they feel drained. You shouldn't feel drained if you've been doing something spiritual. If you are truly linked into that spiritual aspect, that spirituality within you, there is no end to the power, to the energy, to the insight, to the wisdom, to the magic that you can utilize. If if you're tired after you've worked with people or worked on people, if you're a healer or a psychic or a channeler or whatever, if you're tired or drained, you haven't been in the right place. And you should back up and reattach yourself to that spirit within you. And that's where the the the, the absolutely limitless power is. That's where the limitless energy is. That's yeah, limitless. It's 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 never ending. You could go on forever and ever and ever and ever, and and you would only be re, re, revitalized and energized. And of course, they'll have to pry you off the ceiling after a while. But but it 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 makes you higher than a kite, and it's the best high in the entire world. But but you need to be in, in touch with and connected to that spirit within. The whole purpose of of all of the stuff that I'm doing with you is to help you build that bridge, is to help you make that connection with your higher consciousness and trust that you've made it and know that you've made it and know that you you are connected to that part of of the infinite spirit that that is um that is timeless, ageless interdimensional that 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 has all of the answers that you could possibly even ask and answers to questions you don't even know you want to ask yet and and it feels to me as though you know everybody's moving in that direction it feels as though there is a sense of a greater awareness as to um what it takes to build that bridge and and once you have that bridge um it's amazing what you have access to now, um, are you going to write books that, that make you a bestseller and, and make you rich? Maybe not, but, but you will be able to give wisdom and information and insight to people and you'll be able to um, touch people's hearts and souls and spirits in a way that you never did before. And, and you know, it, it will surpass whatever a religious experience has given you because it is more than that. 
and and it's not a matter of preaching to someone it's a matter of sharing who you are with someone and that's where this power is and that's where the magic is and that's where the i mean all of the cool stuff is there so that so that it's um grows it by huh open oh solar chakra energy yeah um and and you know maybe that's something that we want to um too many people do not know the difference between acquaintances and friends. That's very true. That's very true, but that's a matter of, of becoming discerning within yourself. Um, it's tough. It's a tough call to make. Sometimes people have been your best friends for a long time, and then suddenly they are just not the same people. Or maybe you've changed, and, and most likely you've, you've, you've been the one that changed and they haven't. Um, you may have grown, you may have, you know, touched into some cool stuff. Um, and, and, you know, that's what, that's what, um, all of this material is kind of, you know, and I know I've piled a lot on you and will continue to. Um, it's important that we understand that there is so much magic that we have inside of ourselves that, that we're not using. And I, I have no idea why. Um, you know, any of you could raise your hand and call in and talk with me on this stuff here. Um, we, we, you know, this is supposed to be a discussion group. <laughs> I just saw the clock and I thought, oh crap, I've talked, so, I've talked too long. So, so Deb, hi. What's your feeling about all this, Deb? Well, you know, I think what it is is people haven't, tune themselves in to be aware. I think part of it they know, but they didn't get the fancy labels on the flashcards. They got the kindergarten version. Yeah. It could be. Okay, me. I got the kindergarten version, but that's usually because <laughs> I ask for it. You know, like, give me the baby steps, and, and then give me the, the fancy polish later after I know the parts. You know? Well, but there, yeah. there's a lot of this because it, it comes back to especially if we were raised in a Judeo-Christian type, you know, uh, environment. We've learned to give. We give time, talent, and tithing. You know, we all tithe our time, talent, and treasures, money, and and that kind of thing. But are we are we doing it because? We, we feel a sense of obligation or we do it because, well, they say if we give 10%, we'll get more back. You know, where is our intent with this? You know, it, it kind of holds up the flow process. And, and oh, that's gotcha. where the dharma and the karma part comes in. Mm-hmm. No, that's very true. And, you know, if you if you're giving because you have to or because there's redemption or or anything like that, then then you have put such attachments on it that it it loses its validity tremendously and it it, it doesn't but how become... many people are are bought up with that you got to do the or then you know that whole thing about it's positive we can change it we're worth it and then we get told no we're not we're we're not but... worth it we have to have somebody intervene for us i mean i mean it's it's a it's a it's a wordplay thing that if we're brought, mm-hmm. brought up in certain environments that we have to go, now, wait a minute, but let's pull this apart and discern it some more and and see just what that really means. 
No, absolutely. And and you know when 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 people tithe, when there's a collection plate that goes around and things like that, um, it's usually to support the church or the ministries or the missionaries. And and you don't know how much of that really goes in those directions. And maybe it's kinder or better to look in your local area and find um, soup kitchens and and homeless shelters and things like that. To, to put your energy into things like that rather than not dirtying your hands but opening your wallet. Um, any fool can, can you know, o- open a wallet, write a check, or flash a credit card. But, but if you're going to get in there and roll your sleeves up, then, then that's giving. That's giving of yourself. That's giving of your energy. That's giving of your, of your spirit. And then so, you get to give back. I know I always have whenever I've worked in the soup kitchen. Or the community, you know, giveaways, whatever. Um, uh-huh. It's um, I've cooked in some, and then I've been at that part where I was glad to find a soup kitchen to go to. Uh huh. Um, there's a whole circle. Absolutely. You know. So. Absolutely. So, um, and and I think that that what so many people have gotten caught up in is is looking for the payback, looking for the return, looking for what's coming at them, looking for what am I getting out of this. And and again, that's, you know, when you get into that that level, that area of what am I getting? You know, I'm investing this, what am I getting back? The reality is you're not getting anything back. Because because your intention is to get a return. Your intention is not to give, and and I'm not. And, and you know, please understand. Everybody should have a, have have a nice place to live. They should have clothes on their back. They should have food in their mouth. They should have all the toys they want. That's not. You know, I'm not. I'm not attacking that aspect, but I am saying that that if your intent is to be spiritual, if your intent is to is to you know build that bridge, find find that spirit within and stuff like that, then you have to stop looking at what's the payback to this. It's it's kind of like I'm giving because it feels good. And and don't ever give if it doesn't feel good. Because you're not going to get anything back in return. You're just not. Um the return comes when you don't expect it. The return comes when when um, it's unanticipated. The return comes unexpectedly from left field. It it but it does come, and it doesn't come today or tomorrow. It comes when it's right, when it's appropriate, when 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 your life is rich and and when there is something. Um, that that you need that that you've been looking for. I can't tell you the number of times that um, I have, you know, something has come just when it couldn't have been more perfect and, and it was unexpected and, and it just meant the world to me. It, it, it often has brought tears to my eyes because um, something happened and it, it, it couldn't have been um, more perfectly timed. And, and I don't think it was. I think that, that it was a return of an, an investment I made and I don't even know when I made it. But but something came back at me, and and it was like, wow, I did something right somewhere. I wish to hell I knew what it was because I'd do it again. Um, I I well, had I, a, confess, I, had, I used to like cooking at the church because it felt good. I got joy out of seeing those people eat. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, oh, that, that was it. 
I, I had a I had a friend who owned a restaurant, and she ran on hard times. And her daughter didn't want to go to school because um, she didn't want to have to go to gym class because all of her underwear had holes in it. And so I had some money put aside, and I put it in a birthday card for her, and I gave it to her. And she said, it's not my birthday. I said, I'm ahead of time, or I'm late, whichever way you want to look at it. But it's a gift. (laughs) And she opened the card, and I have never seen this friend cry, and she cried. She said, I can't pay this back. I said, it's a birthday present. You don't pay birthday presents back. Um, Fifteen years later, um, my mother had passed away. I had to sell the house. I, I, I couldn't afford to live there. And um, she happened to be a realtor at the time, and so I, um, you know, asked her if she wanted a, an exclusive listing, and, you know, she said yes, and she arranged for people to come, and, you know, I signed all the papers at the house, and she gave me a card, and I said, what's this? She said, it's a birthday present, and I opened it, <laughs> and and it was the same amount of money, and I looked at her, and I hadn't had money for food for three days, and I said, I don't think I could pay you back. And she said, it's a birthday present. You don't pay back birthday presents. I mean, (laughs) never in my wildest dreams. (laughs) It saved me. It totally saved me. It it helped me to bridge between when the next check was coming in and I could have gas in the car. I mean, I can't tell you how much it meant. And never when I gave it to her did I think that, that, you know, she would ever pay me back or that it would come at a time when I was just so desperate it was awful. But it happens when you don't well, expect. I, I told you about that time that I could help a friend mm-hmm. when she needed transportation and she couldn't afford it, but it meant her having a job to support her children and herself or not getting the job. It requirement mm-hmm. you had to show up with a car. Well, we found the car, and I gave her the money for it. And, you know, she says, but I can't. And I said, I'm not saying so or whatever, you know, but you got to have this. And then it was, it was a good number of years later down the line. She showed up, and she'd gotten a bonus or something at work. I forgot what it was. But it was the money, and it was when I needed it. Because I was, you know, catch to catch Ken. Didn't know where it was coming from, but I'd forgotten all about ever doing it. So. Mm. No, I just, um, yeah, Elmar Elmar said she never thought I was hungry. Um, When my father left my mother, um, it was very tough times. And um, we had, we lived for a year on on rice-a-roni for dinner, and that was the only meal we had. That I, we ate, we ate lunch at school, but but that that was the only meal that we had at home. It was rice-a-roni, and, and my sister and I, to this day, when that that theme song plays, you know, rice-a-roni, the San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, my sister and I both turn green, <laughs> and and um, you know, you 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 live through what you have to, and and you you grow from it, and. Um, you know, I was grateful for the rice roni at the time, but let me tell you, I just have no desire to eat rice roni anytime soon. Yeah, I don't either. And I have one son that won't eat um, dumplings, big fat, you know, 
fluffy dumplings uh-huh. with gravy. Nope. Yeah. We, we ate them every day for a month at one point because it's all we had. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. dumplings now. <laughs> but, you, you know, you, you do what you have to do and you do you, you do with what you've got. But it's, yep. I, think, I think the important thing is your perception and your intention. My God, those are two words that are so important. If you perceive this as being, you know, horrible, it's horrible. If you perceive this as being a challenge, it's a challenge. And if you perceive this as being an adventure, it's an adventure. And and does it work all the time? No, you have to work at it. You absolutely have to work at it. But but let me tell you something. I mean, it, it, I, I I'm 70 years old and I've learned a lot. And and it it works. It absolutely works. And yes, you have times and moments when you when you have a good cry, and you say this isn't fair, and then you get over it. And you sit down and you make changes in your life, and and sometimes you have to rant and rave, and and I have my my fair share of rants and raves and my fair share of, of sitting and feeling sorry for myself, but the reality is, once that's over, and and I think you're all everyone's entitled to those things. I don't think any of us are so perfect that we don't have to have those those ways of um, venting. But once you've vented, you sit back and you say, okay, so what have I learned from this? And sometimes sometimes you need your good friends to say, okay, um, help me figure out what I've learned from this. And, and you know, let's stop the, the sarcastic, nasty comments because that won't help any. So let's just, you know, what, what of a positive nature have I gathered from this experience? And, and where am I going to take it? And how am I going to make my life better because of it? And and let me tell you, sometimes it's taken a good two or three bottles of wine with my friends to figure out good stuff. But I'm not sure we actually ever really found some good to some of the situations. But but we had a really good time giggling through the wine. And I'm not suggesting you all become winos because of you know or or whatever. But but sometimes just the camaraderie is enough to get you out of it and and to get you aimed in another direction. Um, yep, sometimes they can see it from that other direction you can't yet and put that other spin on it. Yes, yes. And and Kathy said, you know, there's, there's always someone worse off than you. Or was it they, they said, you know, I cried because I had no shoes until I saw a man who had no feet. No you know? Feet. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. got to be a tough one. But, um, you know, it, it's... I, I, I really I want I would like everybody to 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 leave this circle tonight, understanding that you have total absolute control of of creating a reality that is going to be um, beneficial and and spiritual and and you can change the karma that's coming your way and if you feel that 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 you're not going anywhere it's only because you haven't gone in the right direction. It's only because you've been stuck in a hole and you're not looking at where you could possibly take your life. So, so it's, 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 it's really important that you understand your future is totally, absolutely in your hands. You, you, can, you can aim it in, in the same direction it's been going in, and if you love that direction, that's fine, but you're going to have to change it anyhow because everything always changes. Nothing stays the same. And and you have to understand that by seeding your consciousness, by putting those seeds of, of 
you know, let's 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 move in another direction. Let's look at look at the fact that this is really good karma. This is good stuff. This is lots of fun and we're doing this for a good reason and and you know, if nothing comes of it, nothing comes of it. But isn't this great? I mean buying buying seeds and taking them into the woods and scattering them so that the wildflowers will grow there in another year and coming back in a year or two and seeing fields of wildflowers and you know that it was the packets that you threw out there. I mean, wow. Amazing. There are so many cool things we can do that take no money. And usually people say, well, I want to do that, but I don't have the money to do that. And the reality is being spiritual and walking a spiritual pathway doesn't cost you a dime. Not one dime. There is no, no um, cost put on spirituality. It is how you are walking through this lifetime, how you are touching into the, um, the reality that we've got. Um, Deb, you want to see uh, who some of these people are that are calling in? Because somebody, it looks like sure. they have their hand raised. Okay. Oh, huh? I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I see 17 I, seconds. <laughs> no, come on, we have half an hour. Um, well, Deb is going, I, I'll just kind of reiterating that, that you know, they're, they're, we have control here. We have, we have a future, and we have control of what that future holds for us. And and it is it is imperative that we seed that future with positive, wonderful, joyful, happy, insightful, creative, inspirational stuff. Because um, once we do that, then then you know the richness that we pull in is profound. Hi, Marie. How are you doing tonight? I am just. Waking up, I was listening to you and snoozing at the same time, but I caught everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Been on the computer all day, but so I was brain dead. But now I'm back again. I, I wanted to say something um, about the conversation. It, something just came to me very clearly. Um, a while back, years and years ago, my I might have mentioned this before, a friend of mine always complained that I told about this big golden door, but there was no way to get up to the door. I always left out the stairs to get there. So she was saying, this is no help to humankind if they can't figure out how to get up the stairs. And then about two days ago, a a gentleman emailed me about this new movie that they're trying to raise money for. And the movie's basically, if you listen to the interviews, is people basically saying you know, you can change your life. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps, whether you have any on or not, and you can do this because basically a few of the people actually alluded to the fact that if you weren't doing better in the world, it's because you didn't want to or because you had some issues with success. Now, I know and you know and all of us know that uh, based on our own belief system, that is 100% true. But then I had to come back to him and say, but you have not taken into account, number one, the pain the, the and the dread and the heaviness some people experience, rather for a myriad of reasons. It could be anything, the caste system, 
sexism, racism, you know, you name it, built into a system to keep, no matter how high you climb, they keep raising the bar up. You know, how many people with college educations and met a woman from Yale, and she had her Ph.D. from Yale, and she couldn't get a job. So Uh the, the point that I called in to say, my complaint, Gentle complaint was him was I agree with your movie, but it's not helpful right now because it's um, not taking into account the pain. It's not taking into account the load that people are carrying. And as I was listening to all of you talk tonight, and especially in this last fifteen twenty minutes, half hour, where you were sharing your experiences of not having food and how reciprocation and the law of return came back to you personally, it occurred to me those are the stairs up to the door. When we hear personal how I did it and what I went through, I think makes it very real for human beings. And then they can also see, well, if she did it this way, then Mm -hmm. I can just say And I think that's really important to add the 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 personal testimony to everything because it, it's a roadmap for human beings more than the I, a lofty ideas that we know are true, but they're not stairs. <laughs> That's all I need to say. <laughs> okay. Well, I thank you for sharing that. I think that uh, you have a very good point. I, I know that um, lots of times, especially when I was, serving in the pulpit my I didn't do sermons I did sharings and and usually it was you know this is how I screwed up you know find a way to do it yourself my way didn't work but <laughs> but this is what did work for me type stuff and um I I think that it's important for everybody to understand that that getting to those stairs getting to that bridge doing you know getting to that place where we are in communication with our higher consciousness is is um it it's built upon our struggles and it's built upon our victories and and lots of times we we have victories that we don't we don't even recognize that we have the victory and and it isn't until you know much later in life that you you discover wow i you know i did something right there that really that worked out that made a difference in somebody's life and and you know it wasn't really meant to be as magnanimous as it turned out to be. And um and, and then there have been other times in my life where um I have given a, when my husband was alive, he worked with this young man and um the, he young man, he was 40. Um but anyhow when when Patrick passed away, this this guy didn't have a van to use for work, and so I gave him Patrick's van. And um and I thought, you know, you know, Patrick would really like that, and it meant a lot to the kid. And, and well, um, a month and a half later, I noticed it wasn't around. I asked if, if there had been trouble with it, and, and um, his mother-in-law said, no, he sold it. He needed money for drugs. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I sat back and I thought, okey-doke, maybe that wasn't the best way to go. <laughs> Look at it this way, Barbara. Suppose you hadn't given him the car and he didn't have money for drugs and he went out robbed and accidentally killed someone. 
Oh so yeah, no, that, way, that well, that 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 did kind of you know, um, you know, I, I was hopeful that something like that was in play, but but it was kind yeah. of like okay, my intent was to help him, and right. and. Um, you know, it and, and, and maybe I did help him in a strange way, but, but it was sort of like I, I felt, holy cow, I would have thought he would have held on to it because it was Patrick's and it meant something to him. And then, then I realized, I, you know, I had given a gift with expectations, which is not a thing to do. And I, I gave a gift that wasn't really a gift because I expected something in return. And... You know, and, and and then of course when he sold it, it was like, huh, <laughs> that in great. <laughs> so so even though I know all of this stuff, I still you know gave it for the my intention um, wasn't as honorable, I guess, because I felt hurt that he had sold it. And and if my intention had been genuine and I just wanted to give him the car and I didn't really care what he did with it and whatever, then then it wouldn't have mattered to me, but it did matter to me. So that so that maybe my my intention wasn't as good as I thought it was in the first place. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, that was probably one of those places where I wasn't saying, why am I giving this? Is this really a genuine gift? Am I really giving this freely and, and releasing all all or connection to it, um, I, I probably shouldn't have given it away because it, it was Patrick's and it still had some connection to Patrick for me. And, you know, in retrospect, but um, at the time it, it, it felt like I was being generous, but I don't think I was because I had put, I had put um, strings on it. And so, again, that's you know, a good example for people to understand. I remember a lady called me up and she said, I wrote this person and he's a really well-known you know spiritual leader and I told him blah 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 and she basically was trying to say that she was telling him that he was not really all that in a bag of chips and he had too much ego but she was trying to say it in a way that would make him feel better and then she ended up calling me and said well I sent the letter would you pray and ask how it went over and I got from Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said, well, the letter was fine except for the energy you put in the envelope and sealed it up. And she said, what energy? <laughs> well, what were you thinking when you sealed it up? She said, well, I'll tell you the truth, I was thinking he was a jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, well, that energy was in that envelope. And when he opened it up, it doesn't matter what the letter said and how nicely and politically correct it was. It had your intent, and I had that happen to a person who was with me. She opened a card from someone that we knew who was very upset with her for things that she was doing, and she opened the card, and as soon as she opened the card, her her um, tongue swelled up, like with an acid, uh, acidosis, what the old people call reflux. And acid we had reflux, take- yeah. Yeah, and we took her to the hospital, and I, you know, I knew what was wrong with her. She just needed some citric bicarbonate, but I was really tired of her mouth myself, so I just waited for the doctors. They took 12 hours, and about the time I got tired, I said, okay, I'm going to Walgreens and get something to cure you. But all that time she sat in the hospital with her tongue swelled up, but she couldn't talk. It was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) 
minutes after drinking the citric bicarbonate for her tongue to go down. <laughs> oh, God. But it was in that envelope to that day. She said, I'll never open an envelope from anyone angry with me again. Yeah. Well, I, I had a, a similar thing. A, a friend of mine is a numerologist, and, and um, he's got a wonderful website. And apparently somebody had um, had taken his website and linked it to theirs and was taking credit, and he, he, he was very upset, and he had written an article that he was going to post on his website about, you know, how you know how this person named this person and and then went into the um the interpretation of of this person's name and what it meant and and how they were you know really exe- exhibiting these negative aspects and yada 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 and he said what do you think and i wrote back and i said well if your intention is to drive people to her website this is this is one way to do it uh, a better way to a better way to handle it would probably be to ignore it because you know flashes in the pan flash fast and then go away. Um, better to take no action than to take this kind of action because first of all she didn't ask for the reading, and second of all there was venom connected to everything that you said, and I suspect that there were positive things that you could have said had you been in the, in that frame of mind. And he took it down off his website. <laughs> And that's the interpretation of the laws that you are currently um, uh, teaching us and reviewing with us is that our interpretation of those laws are very literal, but those laws are very spiritual, and they they come out in everything you do, and they, they do not change. So if your intent is not correct, it's going to bounce back at you and everyone else, and you're going to be very embarrassed when you see that, ooh, I messed up, even that young man that sold the car. It might have been his sole purpose, and your spirit's purpose to show your ego mind what the intent was. Otherwise, you might not have known. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, I think that that, um, these laws, it's 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 truly i mean the the dharma the the concept of dharma is is walking a righteous path and you know all of the 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 universal laws are what create that path and the we you you can run but you can't hide from them they're always there and and no. i i think it's important that we we question so much that we do and that we say and, and how we act because it change it, it it will have repercussions down the road you know we we will you know it it will come back everything comes back at us and and it it it's 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 sort of like what your real intentions are what your genuine intentions are are what going to are what going to come back at you? So that there are, there are going to be times in everybody's life when we are sure that we are making the most spiritual choices we could possibly make, and the reality is we are are probably so blown up with ego at the time that we don't notice it, and um, what comes back at us is not at all what we had expe- expected. And the reality is, you do these things with no expectations, just a genuine um, desire to to be more spiritual and loving and kind and compassionate and giving and sharing and all of that crap. And when that doesn't come back at us, we have to really go back and question what was my motive, what was my intent. And um, 
I guess my intent had been to see that van all over the place, you know, with somebody enjoying it and having a good time with it and knowing that, that in a way Patrick's, you know, stuff was still helping people, you know, and, and the reality is it went for a couple bags of dope. Um, oh, but wait, 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 now let's take it further. Maybe the person who ended up with the car was the one who bought the car for maybe less than it was worth, but they really needed that car to get to work or transport their kids, and they would not have been able to get it unless they could have bought it from that young man. See, there we go. You're, you're really reaching. He sold it to his dealer, and <laughs> you're going to have to really stretch for this one. Uh, but but no, you have a very good point, that, that down the line somewhere, you know, generations from now, there's probably a positive here because there always is a positive. There always is, and, and it just is such a stretch to find it sometimes. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, my, my intentions were not as, as um, my intentions were genuine, but, but yeah. there, there were conditions connected to them, and, and you can't do that when you're giving because then, then it's not really unconditional giving. Then it's not really unconditional sharing. It's, it's, you know, there's a price, there's a cost. I have a string or two attached to it. And, and the concept of unconditional is just um, it's something I guess we're going to have to spend, you know, a whole session on because unconditional means there are no conditions. That's and, right. And, and and it it's it's sort of like all of us all of us you know most of us uh have trouble with that especially with the aspect of love because i mean i've heard people say well i i'll love you until you stop loving me or i'll love you if you do this or this or this for me and that's not unconditional love that's conditional love that's 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 emotional blackmail literally it so certainly is for better or worse no, <laughs> and 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 so I, I think we have to understand that unconditional means that that you know no matter it's it's the kind of love a mother has for a child. You know, I I don't always like what you do, but I will always love you. And you know, I have said that to my son on occasion. Um, he's going to be fifty in a couple of years, and I think I've probably said it to him twice in his life. You know, I, I love you very much, but but I don't like what you just did, and because of that, you're grounded for the next month. So, you know, so, you know I wanted to first validate that I loved him, and then that he was punished. So, um, so I, I think we have to understand that that that's something that's an aspect. It's very hard to love unconditionally. It really is. And, well, and, we don't have a lot of role models from it. I mean, you might have had a great mother or a grandmother or a father who did that and gave it. But in the world, especially in our culture, uh, we don't get to see it exhibited a lot every day. So you're kind of groping in the dark and trying to understand principles that another thing that human beings need, again, the stairs, the modeling for it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right, and I can't. I can't actually think of any anything currently. Um, uh, we we spoke a little bit last week of of the hugging nun. I would say she was unconditional. I think Mother Teresa was unconditional. Um, I think Jesus was unconditional. Uh, there there have been there have been individuals throughout history, recorded time, that have been unconditional, but 
But, I mean, look at, I mean, I, I, I don't like to go to the Bible because I, you know, but, but, you know, God was pretty conditional when nobody did what he wanted to. He wiped everybody out. So, I mean. I'm, I'm not new, sure if that's which God that is. So sometimes when you read the Bible, there's a couple gods in there and back in no, the I'm talking, I'm talking Old Testament God. Um, oh, Old the Testament one that God. was. That one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> but but New Testament God is unconditional. You know, He forgives everything, which is a good, which is good. But there but, was a God um, before the Old Testament God, and there's a whole book called When God Was a Woman, which goes back yeah. to the Matriarch. So He wasn't the first God that human beings knew. No, no. Uh, well, humans have known lots and lots of gods, and most of them have been quite conditional. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you don't believe in me, that's fine. I'll just kill you. Um, you know, it, it, it's real easy. Um, you know, that, that's a simple condition. It's, it's my way or the highway. Uh, but, but the, I mean, we have free will, and that's, that's, I think that's what's so wonderful about where we are right now. Um, we have total control of how we are, are perceiving and seeding our future. Tomorrow, we have total control over how we perceive it and how we work our way through it and, and, you know, the next moment. I mean, just, you know, it's now, it's now what? It's 12 minutes to, to, to nine. Um, well, this next minute coming up, I can perceive as, as, you know, full of joy and love, or I can perceive as, uh oh, I only have another 10 minutes. Um, so, so that it's sort of like, how we address things, how we how we how we see them, feel them, and and our intentions as to how we are going to move forward within our reality um, has a great deal to do with what we create, and we are the creator of our future. It isn't, you know, well, yes, before we incarnated, we asked for a certain uh, number of lessons and experiences so that we could, the spirit within could grow and, and could expand. Absolutely, we did that. And those are basically something that are going to come no matter what our attitude is. But how we receive them, how we deal with them, how we perceive them is totally up to us. And, and you know, you have a choice. Everybody has choices. And and you don't have to take things as they are. You can change them. And you can change them amazingly. You have the power inside of you. And, and you know, once we get through all of this stuff and understanding and, and we get into the, the belief and believing you are capable and have the power that you do have, then then how do you use it? Oh, and the Urantia book. Love it. Yeah, the Urantia book is amazing. I, I admire anyone who's waded through that one. I have. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful channel material. Um, I keep. There are still even in the Urantia book, you can see the places where the humans who were channeling it put their uh-huh. human anning and spin, because there's a part where they were talking about the two gardens of Eden and the two. Um, the second Eve, basically, who got um, was set up to have a relationship with someone other than Adam, which we now call the serpent, but then it was a being who was genetically kind of perfect for her. 
They told Eve before she came, you have no patience, be patient, do mm-hmm. wait until we things up, and she didn't. But they said that the human beings were evolved out of two species, if I recall right. One was the ape, and the other was, mm-hmm. I thought they said the lemur. And they seem to think in the Marantia book that the lemur was the better uh, evolution for humankind for that group because they were more aggressive. And that, well, to me, aggression is not necessarily good, but the way they channel and how they felt them based on their culture, mm-hmm. that was more, that was the better species. Mm-hmm. So there is more than one species on this planet. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't the first wife Lilith? And Lilith? Other that in the Urantia book, but it was Lilith. And Lilith told Adam, yeah. Oh, kiss my grits. I'm not dealing yeah, with this. Yeah. Take, take a hike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they also demonized her, villainized her and all the other cohorts of the goddesses after that by making mm-hmm. them, you know, bloodsuckers. There's, you know, all this negative stuff you see about the divine feminine side just came in recent history for men. Yeah. It was not at first. The, oh, I get off. Somebody else can get on and talk too. But I thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Now, <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Um, yeah, no, I I think that that you know we are at a point in time here where um, I would love for you guys to to just you know take take some time out of every morning before you get going and and pay attention to how you are perceiving what's coming your way and and work with that because the more you work with it, it, it it's it's like a muscle the more you work with it the better you get at it the better you get at it the better the karma coming your way the better the karma coming your way the more the more joyful your reality is the more joyful your reality is the more bountiful you will you will perceive it and you will experience it so it's it's you know I'm and, and again meditation is fine and wonderful prayer is fine is wonderful but 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 this is something this is philosophy you're not asking an outside source to do anything you're you're working on um you're working on programming you know it's like a computer you're you're programming your consciousness to have a better communication with your higher consciousness you're programming yourself to be able to 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 look at the future differently and expand into that into that future differently it's a wonderful process it does work i mean there there are and again the urantia book is a wonderful book <coughs> excuse me conversations with god are are is a wonderful series there there are great books out there but that's just gathering material. I want you to start practicing because because gathering insight and gathering material and all of that stuff, wonderful. I, I have absolutely nothing against it. I, I totally endorse it. But if you are focused more on gathering philosophy rather than practicing it, it's it's an excuse to, to, to get on with your life and do things in a different way. So... And so, so that um, so that it's really you know important to to be 
practicing what you're learning, practicing the new insight, practicing the new directions that you're going in. And and then, you know, yeah, gather all the other material. Read all the books. They're all fabulous. Science of Mind is wonderful. Um, the Bible is a wonderful book. Um, go into Manly P. Hall's stuff. His stuff is great, too. But but do understand that, that unless you are practicing some of this, it's totally worthless information you're shoving into your brain. Having a philosophy and not living it is totally worthless to you. So um so so start the practicing bit. There's no there's nothing stopping you except of course yourself. And and there's there's it's it's easy to do. Start start working on the simple things. Work at the the, the stuff that 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 is easy for you to do. Do the easy stuff. Stop yourself before you reply to somebody and just see if there isn't a better way to say what you're thinking and feeling. And and you know, start start working on standing up for yourself, not letting people take your power from you. And and becoming a new person. Work on yourself. That's what will change everything else. Reading a library full of philosophy is not going to change you. But you working on changing yourself does. Um, when 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 I have a difficulty with a person or whatever, um, the first reaction is to get even, and the second reaction is to how have I learned? You know, what have I learned, and where am I going with this? And the and the next one is, I you know, it's time to move on, because if I wallow in this, I'm just rubbing salt in an open wound and creating yucky stuff. So I'm moving on. You know, uh, the universe will always take care of people that do unkindness to other people. Always does. There's universal balance. It absolutely works. It's a hundred percent. I guarantee it. So, so if you are inclined to change yourself, you'll be inspired to learn more about the subjects that affect you. That's true. That's true. But, but you know, change yourself. And you, and this doesn't cost money. There are no. That's why this, this, this circle costs nothing because because if i charged for it then then i would be doing it because i wanted a return of money and i don't i want to put information out there and and my intent was to share information my intent was to talk to all of you my intent was to share information to share experiences and to grow and and so that's that's what i'm doing and i really hope you are too because it's a cool thing. And and so so you know spirituality should not cost anything. Um understanding spiritual laws and spiritual philosophies should not cost anything. Um I'm not here to teach you to be a psychic or a channel or anything like that. I'm here to share with you spiritual information. And um <clears throat> and hopefully you're going to share back someday. Um if if we keep this going long enough some of you will will start talking. Um I I you have to understand that that everybody has their own personal truths. And and everybody's right. Nobody's wrong. You, you you know and I would love to hear some of those of you who are who are sitting quietly um to to share to to give impressions, to share your insights, to share your stories. Um, you, you all have to have them. You all are here. You all have signed up. You all have turned up for most of the classes. 
and uh, classes, circles. It's not a class. I'm not teaching you. I'm sharing with you. Uh, so, so, so do um, 